Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at a topic that was affecting me at the moment, which was a good way to pick it. It was seasonal allergies and more natural things that you can do to relieve your seasonal allergies. So if you've got the sniffles this time of year or you get them in the spring, this would be a good podcast for you to go back and listen to. This week, we're going to look at something that most of us just don't use, but it provides a tremendous amount of information about what you're going to eat. And that is our food labels and how to read a food label and what the stuff on a food label means. Surveys have shown that only one third of us actually use the food labels at all. Now a little bit of history. Food labels started about 1976. People started putting some stuff on food labels. There was no standardization. Um, and then it, it got to the point where in 1990, the... Food and Drug Administration required everybody to put a standardized label on their food so we could read and see what was in it. In 2016, they updated what you had to put on there. So somewhere around 2020, all of our food labels were updated for the modern standard of food labels. So you can get a lot of really good information. And some of this kind of sketchy stuff that people were doing on food labels, they, they've kind of helped cut some of that out. The first thing you'll see on the food label at the top is the serving size and the number of calories. Now, the serving size they put on there is what they said they think this is the size that most people are going to eat. In the past, they had put the serving size on there. Some of them were being sneaky and put a, a serving size on there. Like for a pot pie, they would cut the serving size to make it two servings per, for one pot pie. And the reason for that was it looked a lot healthier. I know that on a 20-ounce soda, they made it into two servings. And it still is two servings now. But the other thing that they have to do is if there are less than three servings in the package, you have to put the total calories and total uh, information for it. Because a lot of times if there's less than three servings in the package, we're going to eat the whole package. For example, like a pack of ramen noodles. Um, they call that two servings. Most people eat it as one. Um, a 20-ounce soda. Very few people actually take it and pour it into two glasses and serve it to two people. Most people buy one and drink the whole thing themselves. So it gives you your serving size. You have to know how much you are going to eat out of this so you can figure out exactly what your calories and everything is. Now, another thing that's on there is it's got your percent daily values for things like the amount of fat that you've got and the amount of saturated fat, you know, because if you're trying to eat healthy, you want to stay less than 100% of your um, fat allowance. That's based on a 2,000 calorie diet. If you're a very active person and you're consuming 2,500 to 3,000 calories, then you've got more room there. If you are someone who is less active and you're trying to get by on a 1500 calorie diet, then you need to do a little less of that. So a good news is almost all of us have a calculator on our phone. You know, I know your math teacher said, well, you're not always going to have a calculator with you. Yeah, I am. So take your calculator out and figure the stuff out. So when we look at these labels, what are we looking for? When you're looking at calories, you want to know, is it a nutrient dense food? 
or a calorie-dense food. If you've got a whole lot of calories in something and there's not a lot of nutrients in there, that's probably not good for you. If there's a whole lot of nutrients in there and not a lot of calories, it's probably better for you. Now, when I say good for you and not good for you, don't vilify foods. There's not anything, really any such thing as a bad food. There's foods you might want to not eat quite as much of, but you know, there's not anything that you should just never, ever eat, I don't think. So the next thing down is fat. And for most of us, that unless you're on the keto diet and that, that make that changes everything, but if you're on a regular eating plan, you look at the percentage of fat and you just try to keep your percentage of fat less than 100%. That will work for you. You get down to trans fat. You don't want any trans fat. Carbs. Carbs are not bad. Added sugar are not really good. So you need to look at the amount of added sugar that's in there. Fiber. Fiber is your friend. You want a lot of fiber. So look at when you're looking at the total carbohydrates, the total amount of fiber is a good thing. Next is protein. They don't give you a percent value of protein simply because it varies for what you are, your lifestyle and your personal protein goals. Next, they list sodium. And for some people, sodium is absolutely not a problem. Some people are sensitive to sodium and it drives your blood pressure crazy. So you need to know about your sodium preferences. And it's probably good to keep your sodium amounts um, less than 100% the, for the day. For vitamins, they used to list a lot of vitamins. Now you get vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium. If there's any other vitamins listed on the label, that means those were vitamins that were actually added to the product. Now, you get down to the ingredient list. Your ingredient list, they have to be in order. So the first thing on that list is what there's the most of in there, and the last thing on the list is what there's the least of. So if you've got a fruit drink that the last thing on the list is fruit juice, that means it's not really that much of a fruit drink. In my opinion, the shorter the ingredient list, the better, as far as things that they're putting in there. I mean, when you look at it, you should recognize the ingredients in there as things that were food. Um, when you start getting into the really long chemical names, they get a little creepy. Now, once again, don't uh, I don't vilify any food because one of my favorite snacks for a treat is Doritos nacho cheese flavored. And if you look at the ingredients list on it, it probably says continued on other bag. It's so long because there's all kinds of stuff in there that you just don't want to know. So remember, use this information as something to help you eat healthier, not something to make you miserable over the choices that you're making. Because if you just happen to like a handful of uh, Doritos once in a while, get your handful of Doritos, but don't make that your number one food source. Next, if there's something on the label that uh, like a health claim that says heart healthy, there actually has to be some science to back that up. They can't just pick claims out of a hat. But some things are very misleading, like light. Light can mean lower in the amount of something. It can mean the color of something. It can mean the density of it, like it's light and fluffy. So you have to be careful with things like light. Natural. Natural means everything in there should have come from nature. But how do you define what came from nature? Because even some of the chemicals that we made in a lab, they originally came from nature. So exactly how do you define natural? So, um, And the other thing is, you know, it's got all natural flavorings. Well, you know, poop is a natural flavoring, and I don't want it in my food. If it says it's fat-free or sodium-free or whatever, it's not necessarily that it's got zero in it, but it's got a very, very tiny amount. 
Um, if it says it's reduced, that means it's got 25% less. There's claims about, well, it's unprocessed or it's processed. And so we say, well, you know, well, you need to eat unprocessed food. Well, what if you want to peel your orange before you eat it? You just process that food. So it's not necessarily unprocessed food. It's minimally processed food that you're looking for. And then when you get to like organic, organic does have a definite specific meaning, but you got to watch. There's organic ingredients, which means you've got 70% of the stuff in there was produced with organic ingredients. It says, just says organic, that means 95%. If it says 100% organic, that means that 100% of it obviously was made with organic ingredients. What about when you get to your meat and dairy and products like that? Like, what does a cage-free uh, egg mean? That means that sometime in its life, the chicken got to get out of its cage and wander around if they're telling the truth. Um, natural, it means you didn't put any coloring or extra flavoring in there, but they can still add salt water to it and still call it natural. Um, and a lot of places do that to add weight to the meat. So bottom line, there's a lot of really good information on these ingredient labels. If you look at it, um, like I'm a diabetic. So to me, one of the most important things is the amount of carbohydrates because there's some things you pick it up. You have no earthly idea how many carbohydrates are in there. So when you're shopping, check out your food labels, see what's in it, make good health choices, and this will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.